This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down. This one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett. He does it again from down. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he ties the game. All right, what's happening everybody, we're doing it again, gonna be going over another Knicks loss, oof, as the title says, they got smoked. As the thumbnail to this podcast video, if you're watching the video, says it was brutal. Uh, I think that's what it says, unless I changed it last minute. Whew. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and this is episode 313 of the podcast. Welcome to BD4. <clears throat> as I'm recording, it's January 26th. As you are listening, it's January 27th on a Thursday. But as I speak, it's January 26th on a Wednesday. Well, technically, it's past midnight now. But today was the uh, two-year anniversary, man, obviously, of of the death of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and the... I don't know if it's eleven others or seven others. It was so. It was. It was. Was it nine others? I don't want to try and guess because I feel like that's disrespectful. But the other folks on that helicopter as well. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy how fast time flies. You know, I because I, I still remember that's gonna be. You know, you know how you have days in your life, in your lives that that always just stick out to you for some reason. There's always a significant reason, and like you're just you're you're gonna remember you remember everything about that day. This is one of those days where I remember I was watching the Pro Bowl. I don't know why I was watching the NFL Pro Bowl, but I was watching the NFL Pro Bowl, and I got it. I I think I looked on Twitter, and I saw one of the people I was following made a tweet, uh, a, a tweet, I hate that word, I was going to say Twitter post, but I don't want to sound like a boomer, he made a tweet, I hate that word though, but in, in, you know, he made a post saying, R.I.P., damn, R.I.P. Kobe Bryant, and so I thought it was fake, or, or just a rumor, you know, you see these hoaxes all the time, so I refresh my feed, and I see another person post about Kobe, so I immediately closed Twitter and I open up Google and I just quickly Google I Google Kobe Bryant's name and after Googling his name uh, right away a ton of results come up Kobe Bryant announced dead in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California what? yeah and as, as I'm reading that the Pro Bowl 
whoever the announcers were that day brought it up mid-game. And they were talking about it. That's when it kind of really hit me. Oh, shoot. This is real. And so I remember as soon as I found out, I go upstairs. Whoever's up there, it was my parents in the uh, in the family room watching TV. I tell them. And they're like, whoa. And that's the thing. My parents are, are NBA fans. They don't, excuse me, they don't watch freaking basketball. Right? But Kobe Bryant is Kobe Bryant. The entire, not just the U.S., the country, the entire world knows Kobe. He's a worldwide superstar. Whether you're a basketball fan or not, you know the name Kobe Bryant. That's a household name. And yeah, that was that was a crazy day for me. And I, I remember as soon as that happened, just being in complete shock for the next day and still not truly believing it although I'm seeing it on the news and watching it on TV and hearing it on social media or reading it on social media I'm still just in total shock and it it sucked because Kobe was one of my favorite players I I always joked about have I always make this joke um, about my three favorite basketball players of all time are Arguably three of the biggest ball hogs. You know, I'm a big Carmelo Anthony fan. I'm a big Allen Iverson fan. And I was a big, big, big Kobe Bryant fan. And then, yeah, I've always loved watching his highlights on YouTube as a kid. I would always try to mimic him when I shot hoops in the driveway. That signature fadeaway. And obviously everybody else, Kobe, when they throw a piece of paper in a trash can. That's something I still do today. Nobody else, Jordan. You know, Jordan's the good. Nobody yells LeBron. They yell Kobe, man. That's just a trademark thing to do. So he was just everywhere. He, he was a again. He was a big household name. Everybody knew Kobe Bryant. And of course, you know, just off the basketball court, great father with kids, and it, it's so awful that his kid was there with him, and he leaves behind his other daughter and his wife, Vanessa. And yeah, it's crazy. Two years later, it still, it still sucks to think about, you know, Kobe Bryant. Like he doesn't, you know, he was this like this immoral figure. This is it immoral or immortal, but, um, you know, he didn't die. He was Kobe. He was going to be here forever. He was a superhero, man. You know what I mean? That's that's the icon he was. Nobody just expected that. But well, you know, one thing that should teach everybody is you have to take every. You cannot take anything for granted. Take every day with with you know. Take it as a blessing. But I'm not gonna try and get too deep here because because this is this is supposed to be a you know a fun podcast. But um yeah, I, I just thought I'd say that man. It's crazy how it's been two years already. That that's absolutely insane to me time flies by like crazy and I just don't want this to be diminished at all I want it to be I want it to have the same impact on people because Kobe deserves that respect man he was he was an icon for basketball fans he was just a legend yeah 
Now, I don't, I haven't watched the two ESPN games tonight, but I'm sure um, they've been talking about it throughout the night, or at least mentioned it at the top of their telecasts. I'm sure they they have to, and they, maybe they. I think they're they're probably doing some tributes in the game in the arenas too. But um, yeah, it's January twenty sixth, two thousand twenty was the date. So that's where I ordered. That's when I ordered this shirt that I'm wearing. If you're watching the podcast, I ordered a Kobe Bryant Mamba shirt. R.I.P. Mamba. It says Mamba twenty four on it, and then it says uh, in loving memory in the bottom. I ordered it like a few days after the death, and I remember his jerseys. Oh my god, if you wanted to buy a Kobe jersey after his death, they were so ridiculously everything was was expensive. And that's a shame how it has to be like that. That's that's kinda you know, it's like what the hell. But oh man. Yeah, I was so happy I got the this was a shirt somebody customized. And I said, Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it for a couple bucks and, and it's great. It's a great shirt. And um oh man. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I know I'm repeating myself now, but yeah, R.I.P. Kobe, man. I hope his family's doing better now, but it's never going to be the same, obviously. But you just got to hope that you can live on, you know, keep him in your memory and you know, keep the family in your prayers still. But uh, let's get to it. Let's 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 get to this Knicks team because boy, uh, I don't know exactly what to say at this point. This was just a loss where. You knew it was coming, so when you know these things are coming, it's, it's you know, not as easy to break down. And, and, and at this point, we keep losing, and things are so grim, it's just I don't want to repeat myself, so I'm going to try to say as much as I can without being too repetitive, and then we'll wrap it up. All right, so first, let's head to our first plug. And when we get back, we'll get right into the episode. Stay with us. Hey guys, so I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way, we can help the channel grow, and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So, if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is R.J. Carbone. Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Uh, one thing I do want to mention before we get into the Knicks real quick is it, it's become official. You know, I think everybody knew it was happening, but um, the, uh, what do you call it, the Justin Gaethje-Charles uh, Oliveira fight is officially happening now, so. 
Connor is not getting that shot, at least right now. So you can save your riots for a rainy day, MMA fans. Um, it's funny. We were doing intros in, in our first class the other day. And, um, you know, everybody has to do the BS, you know, break the ice, introduce yourself to the class. And so I, I introduce myself. I say, you know, my name's RJ, blah, blah, blah. I like this. I like that. I like sports. And so one of the kids in the class questions he's like what kind of sports do you like i go i like baseball basketball and mma said pretty clear i said i thought i did i said and mma and the professor goes oh you like anime and before i can get a word in she goes on for about five minutes about how much her son loves anime and so i felt so bad that i didn't want to say no i said mma mixed martial arts I don't know. I thought that, that was pretty funny. Um, I thought I'd bring that up. So the Knicks. <laughs> also funny, the Knicks. Uh, it may be in a different way. Another loss. 96 points for the Knicks in Miami tonight. 110 to 96. They dropped this one to the Miami Heat. Let's just make sure we're all set up. Okay, you can hear me. Good. Check, check. Good. Perfect. Okay. They never the Knicks never match up well with this team. They never do. Oh, I, they do, they always drop, lose to them, and it's always a pretty tough one to take. It's always a bad loss. Um, and this year, they are the number one seed at the moment in the Eastern Conference. They've got good young players. They're athletic. Got some good veterans and Jimmy Butler on the team. They play hard, hard nosed defense. They're very well coached. Let's bolster there. <laughs> He's been there for a bit. So they always, you know, have these these size matchups in their advantage when they take us on. They're a versatile team because of that. So I knew this was happening 110%. But it still bothered the hell out of me. And I think it's because it's the... it's Obviously, it's the losing piling on top of each other. But it's because it's it's it continues to be the absolute lack of competitiveness, which is just beyond sickening at this point. I don't know what you can even call it. But the Knicks were completely ran out of the gym from the start, from the jump. At the end of the game, the Heat post the 50, 40, 90 stat line. The Knicks are, you know, 40, 30, 60. And it continues to be the starting unit. They just, they don't show up. Some nights they will, but for the majority of the time, the starting unit does not show up. And in particular, it continues to be the three usual suspects when the starting unit is out there. It's Walker, Fournier, and Randall. Your lead guard, your shooting guard, and your power forward. Tonight, They scored 25 points on 27 shots between the three of them, shooting 33% combined. Putrid. Not to mention, they got roasted, toasted, roasted, torched, obliterated defensively. I'm surprised the Heat just didn't attack those two, those three, in pick and roll all night long. 
But you could tell from the start, there was no energy out the gate, no focus from these starters. The Heat were pressuring the ball, forcing turnover after turnover. The Knicks continued to settle for bad looks after one pass, passing it side to side. They're at the top of the key, the top of the arc by the time the shot clock is is at its end, and they just have to heave up a bad shot. That's how the first quarter went. More, They had just as many turnovers as field goals made. And, you know, I, I don't even want to summarize the game. Again, it's going to be a shorter breakdown just because it's the same crap. Thibodeau's lack of rotation adjustments continue to hurt this team. And I know he may be out of here before his five-year contract is up. I kind of see him as a placeholder coach anyway. I think a lot of people do. But if they don't make the playoffs, who knows? It could happen sooner rather than later. You just, but just... <clears throat> Excuse me. But just watching this guy. Listen, I know he's a... He wants to win, right? He's a coach who clearly has motivation. He cares. But the problem is his philosophy. He is stuck in this ultra-old-school mentality. Where he, you know, his rotations are just template rotations. Very minimal adjusting to the flow of the game. And going with what you usually go with. That's what he is. That's what he does. Size, veteran size, you know, for matchup reasons, for switching on ball screens, for defense. Instead of going with the younger, more athletic, faster-paced core who can score and they play hard on defense. The Knicks dropped the first quarter 30-16. to Pathetic. Grimes gets three and a half minutes. Emmanuel quickly gets not even a minute. Obi Toppin doesn't get a single second. Yet, you have Alec Burks, the first one to check in off the bench. And a few minutes later, Taj Gibson, right after. (laughs) Meanwhile, in the second quarter, Obi checks in. He's thriving. He goes 3-for-3 with 7 points in 6 second quarter minutes. And then he's taken out with 5 minutes to go before halftime for Kemba Walker. And then quickly, who is playing defense, scoring, distributing, he's taken out for Julius. Tibbs is sitting here, again tonight he did it, in these press conferences, talking about energy, every damn night, talking about energy, compete level, and how it needs to pick up. And how he needs he, he's going to continue to play the best players available. The ones who play the hardest, right? That's his whole mantra. He says it every night. Go watch it. Yet, as the coach, the head coach, he holds the keys to make those adjustments. So if you're talking about we need to play with more energy, we need the, guy, we need the guys who play hard to play, you're in control of that, dude. You're in control of that. You played the Miami Heat tonight, the number one seed Miami Heat, and you really thought the same old stagnant, slow-paced lineup combinations were going to work? 
Now, I didn't watch the ESPN telecast. Um, I didn't know it was on at the time. I did not know this was an ESPN game. Gosh, how was this nationally televised? Well, I guess they thought the Knicks were going to be a good team this year. But um, I heard, I heard from a lot of people that JVG, Jeff Van Gundy, was ripping Thibodeau and the Knicks. Ripping him. I don't know exactly what he said because I didn't watch the telecast, but I wish I had. If I knew, I probably would have t- tuned in, tuned into it because it's a nice break from from your biased MSG. You know, as much as I like Breen and and, and uh, Brendan Brown's a pretty good analysis too. They, they you know they are MSG uh, employees, so they do have to you know be a little more professional, but. I heard Van Gundy was absolutely going in. Somebody told me that he said, or I was listening to a show, and they were saying how Van Gundy was mentioning in the first half how he would have pulled all five starters out in that first quarter. You know, that's something you never see from Thibs, Thibodeau. I mean, Taj Gibson playing 10 minutes in the second half when they're down by 30 points. What is he doing playing in the late playing late in the second half? You're down by 30. What good does that do? What does that show you? What does that give you? He's 36 years old. He's not going to be here in 2 years. This is the second year of his contract, the final year. You couldn't play Jericho Sims for a little longer in this one. And these guys granted the youth did play in garbage time, but it shouldn't have to be that they get minutes when we're down 30. They should be able to get playing time and meaningful minutes because they're literally making a positive impact towards winning in meaningful minutes, but they don't get that run enough. They don't get that playing time enough. Playing young guys doesn't just mean tanking either. You know, it's one thing to tank. You play the young guys, you know you're going to lose, but these guys play hard, they play well, and they're a positive impact every time they go out there, for the most part at least. They're giving us better results, the youth are, than the vets are, especially lately. Burks is gone. Noel can't find the... He can't stay on the floor. He's out again tonight with a knee. Kemba. Gibson, all these guys are not going to be here in two years anyway. So what the hell? Cam Reddish didn't play again tonight. I don't care about garbage time. He finally checked in towards the end of the game. It was well over. You could tell the guy didn't even want to be there. He wanted no part of it. Why would you? It's just the same substitution, the same lineup combinations. It's just dull. It's boring. I mean, you combine that with this dead playbook that he has. I say it enough. It's, it's again, I'm repeating myself, but I mean, this offense is just so bland, so slow paced. Randall jogging up court, taking forever to get the offense into a set, bailing out smaller defenders with jumpers and Playing with the Knicks play away from RJ Barrett a lot of the time. So they're 27th in transition frequency, 8th in isolation frequency, despite scoring just the 16th points per possession in ISO. Their last place in cutting, their ball movement sucks. Nothing is working offensively. There's nothing positive. They don't run any actions, no motion sets, nothing. It's bland, generic. There's no hustle from these starters. The Knicks are 23rd this year in deflections. They're 18th in charges drawn. Just a 
bland playbook. Another ATO example tonight, the second half. Fournier basically just hands the ball to the defense. We don't have anything set. We're never prepared, man. And being prepped is part of being a head coach. Something's got to give. Something's got to happen. The trade deadline is getting closer and closer. And nobody at this point, nobody you're getting, nobody you trade for realistically is going to help this Knicks team this year. So if I'm Leon Rose, and I'm being serious here, if I'm Leon Rose, I say to hell with the business aspect, the politics of it. I know you just extended him and it's it's going to be a bad look. I don't care. You got to get this guy out of here. I don't care about bringing him in help, you know, relegating him to be this number two, number three. Don't care anymore about that either. I, I don't care about patience. and I don't care. That's BS. He does not have it. He's not built for New York City. Oh, and by the way, again tonight. Yep. Again tonight, Berman put out a tweet saying it. He skipped another media conference. How is that being a leader? As a leader, man, as a leader, you have to be there in dire straits for your team. That's the, the that's the whole sole purpose of being a leader. Is to be there to face the music in the bad times. Phoenix Suns just won their eighth straight. Jesus. And again, he skips this conference tonight. So he scores 24 in a victory. We're talking Randall, if you haven't caught on yet. He scores 24 points in a victory on Sunday. Right? And then he breaks his seven-game absence uh, to the media, with a, and he shows up. Of course he does. Tonight he drops 11 points on 12 shots. A dud, again. 41% shooting. Nothing. He skips this guy. And he's saying, you know, he's throwing the team under the bus. It's them who's telling me not to come, not to come. No. He went right to the team and said, hey, I don't want to face the music. We all, I'm, nobody, Nobody's stupid here. He just doesn't have it. And that's okay. Sometimes you know, New York fans are used to this. Sometimes they, 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 the guy they bring in doesn't have it for New York. Doesn't have that mentality. And Randall is the guy. He's the guy who is is more of a small market play. He needs to go. He needs to get out of here. It needs to happen at the deadline. I think you say, hey, see what we can get. I think you say, screw the politics of it all. No one's going to, Ben Simmons isn't going to come here and help. Jalen Brunson's not going to come here. De'Aaron Fox, Lillard. That's none of that, none of that Lillard's not happening, but none of that's, none of that's going to help. Nothing this year is going to help this team this year. So I say it's time to become sellers. And the, the number one guy you have to move has got to be Julius. I'm done. I've been done. But again, it's it's gotten to a point where there's nothing else to say. But other than to be repetitive. And I'm done with Julius Randle. It's got to go. It's got to it's gotta happen at this point. It, it's gotta, It's not working here. You could see it rubs off on his teammates. He's in a, he's in a he's in a really toxic situation with the fan base. Um, I read a stat on NBA.com after the uh, Cavs loss, where Randall missed the final shot. He's now two for ten in the final ten seconds of three point games as a Nick. 
And the two, so he he's missed eight out of ten as a Nick in those spots. And the two field goals he did make came last year when there were no fans in the seats. So how clutch was that really? Fans come back in, he goes back to being a ghost in clutch time. He's just not, he doesn't have that gene. And that's okay. Just get out of here. The fans don't want him here. The Knicks play better. Harder, at least. They're going to struggle. They do need a guy. But I think at, you know, at some point or another, they'll be fine without him if they can figure out a way to... Hopefully this is the real RJ, too. That'll help a lot. Because he's playing good. Even tonight wasn't his best game. Wasn't his worst. He still scores 17 points, and he shoots... I think, I think he shot over 50% once again. He was on fire from three in that first half. So, hey... Give him the keys in the meantime. Let RJ Barrett be the guy. Try and, you know, man. I think at least move Kemba Walker. Right? Because that's not working. That has to go. If you can't move him, it's fine. You, you cut the $8 million, so be it. But that's got to happen, right? You don't know when he's playing. He's not a, not, he's a liability defensively. And that's being kind. He doesn't do enough offensively, and he doesn't mesh with R.J. Barrett, especially when he shares the floor with Randall and Kempa. So he's got to go. Um, boy, he's that Noel contract. Underratedly bad, if that makes sense. I would love to find him out, try to get Burks out, get all these veteran contracts out. If you can't get Randall out of here... Try to get everything else outside. Try to get these other veterans out. But we got to do something. If we're not going to do... I don't expect us to buy. I, I sure hope we don't try and buy. I just don't want another deadline where we do so little. You know? Where we do nothing. Practically. So let's 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 try and do something to progress this this franchise. This... This, or this franchise, yeah. Try to go somewhere. Try to make progress. Because I know we're technically in the playoff push, but being realistic, this is not the team that's going to win anything. This team is worse than last year. So if they get to the first round, which I don't think they're going to make it at all, but if they find a way into the play-in seed, if they find a way to win that, and they get to the first round, they are getting bludgeoned. Bludgeoned. So maybe this stretch we're in right now, the competition we're playing and the competition that's coming up, maybe that's a good thing. And I don't mean that in the fact that it motivates the Knicks. No, no, no. I mean it as if maybe it's it it realize it makes the front office realize that this is not the roster to do it, and we start selling. You know. Maybe that'll do it. Maybe you know playing Milwaukee coming up. Maybe, um, I think we have, uh, who is it? Uh, we have a tough as hell schedule coming up. We've got Golden State at some point. Maybe all these tough teams that we've got coming up, combined with the, the most recent Cavs loss and, and this Miami loss, maybe this will finally get the front office to say, holy crap, maybe we're not a good team and we should just sell off on February, was it, 12th? So we'll see. But that's it, guys. I'm done. I am done with this all. 
We're going to head to our last break here. When we get back, we're going to get to the NYY, NYK, MMA, not anime, question of the day. And that'll be that. Stay with us. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode, but first, I also want to let you know I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com, titled The Bomber Bocker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount, $7.99 a month, to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com using promo code 6A2841ERJC, $7.99 a month. A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any room's aesthetics with a personal touch. This 100% polyester wall tapestry comes with hemmed edges for extra durability while its mildew and water resistant properties ensure years worth of decorating bliss. The advanced tapestry printing techniques guarantee crisp detail even for the craziest of designs in any of the multiple size choices. You can select a size of 26 by 36 inches, 51 by 60, 68 by 80, and 88 by 104. A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any... Sorry, we had a little technical difficulty there, but uh, we're back. <laughs> I kind of cut off in the middle of that. That's right, we're back. Um, Might as well just finish this shit up. Yeah, man, let's get to it. The NYY, NYK question of uh, NYY, NYY, I always forget about the MMA part now. The NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day for episode 313 and obviously tonight doing a Knicks episode. So we'll be asking a Knicks question for this one. Let's get to it. Yes, our question of the day for 313. For how many postseason rounds have the Knicks played the Celtics in franchise history? 
All right, so one more time. For how many postseason rounds have the Knicks played the Celtics in franchise history? So let me know the answer on Facebook or on Instagram, whether that's in my DMs or in the comments section once I publish this promo, or a promo to one of these, uh, to this episode. Jesus Christ, I can't speak right now. All right, guys, that's it. That's all I have to say. Thibodeau's an issue. Randall's an issue. That's basically what it boils down to. Let's be completely honest. And um, we'll see what happens going forward. But it's... Boy, is it ugly right now for the Knicks. It's not good. So we shall definitely see what happens. Um, John Morant scored 41 points tonight. Jesus. Must be nice. to Be a good young team with a clear-cut franchise player. But I am buying in a little bit more and more every day on R.J. Barrett. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully I can eat my words on calling him a role player, a number three option, calling him Igadawa. <laughs> hopefully that's going to come back to bite me in the ass. I really do. You know, um, but he is playing his ass off for the last month. He had a tremendous January. Um, and... Uh, Again, it's even been that lately, especially, even when he doesn't have great games, he's able to salvage it and make it a decent game. You know, where earlier in the season, if he didn't have a great game, he was scoring 8 points on, on 11 shots. You know, he wasn't shooting good. He would just shoot completely terrible. But now, you know, he's able to put 17 on 50%, even in a night where he's pretty quiet. That's because he's gotten better with his drives. Um, and I'd still would like to see more mid-range from him. That's kind of, you know, fell off. Not fell off. He, he stopped taking it as much like he was at the start of this run. But, I mean, his drives are what's working right now. And he's, he's hitting all those three balls. He loves that weak side three-point shot. It's been falling from the wings. So, hey, keep on keeping at it, RJ. Hopefully, um... He continues this, and it's not just a hot stretch, but it's him taking that next step. Looking at his numbers, they're almost identical now to last season, so that's a positive. And again, in the last month, he's averaging over 20 points, and he's shooting efficiently from the field. And So we'll see where this goes. Um, I, I love him as the as the playmaker, though, as the primary guy. Hopefully, man, I, I, would just, I, w- I really want to get a good look at this team without Randall. You know, and I know we had that three-game stretch, but I'm talking about a legit look where he's not around. And hopefully, you know, wherever it is, February something, we can get our answer. Uh, but but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, bad loss, bad season. Maybe it can turn around. Highly doubt it. I say there's a 2% chance that we make the playoffs. That's just my own opinion. I know it's statistically close, but this team doesn't have the same vibes their energy is just completely low and a lot of guys have regressed so not promising here i'm not too optimistic about it maybe you are so let me know what you think again guys find this podcast on social media i post it there all the time you can listen to it on apple podcasts or any other you know spotify of those listening platforms watch us on youtube uh subscribe wherever you are download it share it and find me on social media at RJ Carbone and on Facebook. That's on Facebook, uh, RJ Carbone. And I'm on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Guys, that's it.
I'll see you next time. All right. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.